Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast. This is Pastor Greg and I am recording again live from Roanoke today and I am without my partner in crime, Pastor Brad. I miss having Pastor Brad with me and good Lord willing, he'll be back on the next episode. But I took the show on the road and I found a hitchhiker uh, standing out by (laughs) Interstate 81, uh, Pastor Rob Meredith. And I felt sorry for him. And I said, would you like to come in and I will give you a cup of coffee and we'll do a podcast. So thanks for thanks for joining me. You're so gracious. On Bad Preaching Podcast. Thanks, Pastor Greg. It's good to be back. Do Uh, do you like that name, Bad Preaching podcast it, it, it definitely has a ring to it does it know? you think it fits just I, I think it fits. Well, okay. <laughs> it fits hopefully you'll get some good feedback from this. right well uh pastor rob we enjoyed so much the uh interview last week and we talked about you being raised in the parent church of god and the community of that small church and the power and influence that it still holds in your life today um, you shared with us your call to ministry and your time at lee university and then the last segment of that last podcast, if, if folks have not listened, go back and listen to part one, um, was about your youth ministry and how f- just a beautiful ministry into various communities that you branched out into there in Parrot. But I wanted to spend time today talking about your time as a pastor and then the power of the vital initiative. Th- those are the two things I was hoping, it, with your permission, we could talk about today. Is that okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Well, uh, Talk to us a little bit about pastoring. When, when did you start pastoring and describe that transition and anything interesting? Yeah, that transition was was difficult. I mean, because you start off and, you know, you're, you're all 100% into youth ministry. But then as, as it went along, yeah. you felt your calling begin to, I guess, use the word evolve. Mm-hmm. You begin to feel a pull more towards the, the leadership and the, the pastoral side of things. And so... You know, it was long about the end of 2011, I began to start feeling that tug and made my uh, feelings known to the state office. After Around how old were you then? Much prayer, of course. Um, I was 32. 32. 32 years old. Okay. So I'd been in youth ministry almost seven years at the yeah. time and, um, you know, let the let the state office know and, and began kind of that process. And I, I, my first job was... By the time I pastored my first church, I was 33. It was okay. January the 6th, 2013 was my first Sunday as a pastor. Uh, so we're coming up on, I guess, almost nine years coming up this coming year. And I went to pastor in Suffolk, Virginia. Okay. church. So we, uh, you know, when we so got... So you left the New River Valley and you went all the way to the coast. I did. I How did. was that for you? That was that was uh, challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I felt I dealt with some homesickness. I dealt with some not uh, as many mountains. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't feel it didn't feel like at home at first. It took right. some time. Uh, I felt like my wife adjusted quicker than I did. We had, yeah. uh, you know, when we got the opportunity to go, we both uh, quit our jobs, put in mm-hmm. our notices, worked out the two weeks. Uh, we actually left. Uh, I was working in public school at the time. And went over Christmas break, so that was an easier transition for me. Right. She worked out her notice, and we we left everything. You know, we felt like better than we left it. You know, we put our house up for sale. We had a uh, our our son Rob was four months old. Darlene was three. So we took two little kids, wow. loaded up the U-Haul, and so kind of, five kind of, and a half hours east. So kind of like Abraham. Uh, yeah, except we knew we had a parsonage <laughs> waiting on us. Yeah, you weren't going to a land unknown, totally but, right. Yeah, there's a little bit of difference. Why do you think that many times God when he calls us into ministry, will move us. I see that pattern quite a bit. 
Why do you think he does that? I think he's looking for people who are willing to step out and go. Just you mentioned Abraham. Yeah, Uh absolutely. Obedience. He wants to see if you're willing to, um, you know, move out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Things can become familiar. They can become Mm -hmm. routine. And so God's always leading us out on the edge of faith, I like to say. Stretches us. Yeah, absolutely. You've experienced this in your ministry as well. Yeah. Same same type of thing, what you just described. Very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Dependency. It causes us to, to place greater dependency on on him yeah and it, it really does shape us it's 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 very uncomfortable in a lot of ways mm-hmm. yeah so you live through that so so uh describe your first pastorate what what were some of the joys of pastoring your first church there in suffolk some of the joys the church the church was great people were very very welcoming to us being a first-time mm-hmm. pastor a younger family than than the pastors that they had had before i we we're probably the first family in many years that had young children in the parsonage uh-huh. and so they really took uh, you know, took a role in being being a good, positive influence and in, and in, in like an extended family to our kids. Right. You know, they showed a right. lot of love. Sure, that brought a lot of joy to them. Oh yeah, to family and and Rob has beautiful children. I would show you guys a picture of them, but we are on a podcast, so I can't <laughs> do that. But just just take my word for it. it. Has a beautiful family. But yeah, describe some more of your time there. Yeah, so there there were challenges. You know, it was more of an uh, urban setting, and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it was more of a the personality of the church was more what I was used to in Pulaski County, New River Valley kind of personality of the church people. But it was more of an urban setting, so there were challenges mm-hmm. trying to you know to reach the community to try to uh, invite new people to the church, um, adjusting to the location of the parsonage and the in the community we lived in, and it was so much larger. There were so many people there. Um, mm-hmm compared to where we were from, I uh, felt like I'd go to Walmart. I, I would never see the same person twice yeah, or, or anywhere yeah. we would go. It was it was a lot of new faces. And so it took some time. But uh, Whereas in the New River Valley, it's not uncommon to go in and out of Walmart and see two or three people you know. Absolutely. Right, yeah. right. What would you say, Pastor Rob, and I'm going to put you on the spot here because that's what I do as a bad preaching podcaster here. <laughs> but what would you say to some pastor or minister who's making a big transition similar to that right now what advice would you give them if they would be listening uh, I would tell them to spend spend a lot of time in prayer yeah. with the Lord and don't don't be so hard on yourself give yourself some grace don't mm-hmm. feel like you've got to do everything at one pace yourself give yourself time it's a marathon not, yeah, a, it, it's not a, a sprint marathon. it's a marathon so many of us get into it like a sprint mm-hmm. and we really but it's need not a sprint really need to pace ourselves and yeah. learn just I would say focus on the people that's there and their families and just watch how God's working in them mm-hmm. and then see what God's doing in your community you know just just pace yeah. yourself and and really give that your focus and attention that's good that's good and in regards to adjusting from moving and living in a whole different place as you were describing, I would add to that on the family end, and yeah, I think you would agree with this, really circle around your immediate family during that time, like really sure up those relationships and that quality time and, and support each other as each member of your family is creating new friendships yeah. and, and adjusting. Yes, absolutely. You know, God created the family before he created the church, and yeah. so you, we right. definitely have to give attention to that. Yeah, our priority should be God, family, church. Absolutely. I feel. Yeah. So you stayed there a while, and then now you have pastored at Rocky Mount in Franklin County, just south of, of Roanoke, right? Yeah. Uh, when I lived in Floyd County, if I were going to go to Franklin County, I would go down Shooting Creek. <laughs> have you been uh, either up or down Shooting Creek? 
And uh, it was old. I've been up and down shooting. It's Creek called many Shooting times. Creek because they used to shoot at people while they were running moonshine. That's, I think, right? That's right. So uh, you don't really do that, I don't think. No, no, no. The, the no. moonshine or the shooting or both. You don't no, do both, either. You don't both. do either. I don't do either. Right. <laughs> so tell us to uh, talk a little bit about going to. We have just a few minutes before break, and we might pick back up with this. And I want to talk about Vital Initiative after the break. But tell us a little bit about uh, transitioning to Rocky Mountain. Your time. There, how long have you been there? Yeah, so we've been at Rocky Mount now for about seven, seven and a half years. Okay, wow. Eight years it's, as the it's pastor. It's a good there. tenure. Yeah. This is our longest tenure anywhere we've been, and we really, really love where we are, where God has placed us right now. Uh, Rocky Mount's a great church. Uh, Franklin County does have that reputation, like you mentioned, about being the moonshine capital of the state of Virginia. Uh, it has some rough and rowdy past as well. Yeah. Uh, but the, the church we pastor... Really good, solid people, and uh, God's just blessed us. He's shown us a lot of favor. It's a beautiful place, beautiful community, beautiful facility, beautiful people there. Um, I had the privilege of preaching there a, a year or two ago, around this time, wasn't it? was a year ago. Uh, um, you had Brother Akers and myself. We came and each filled in a night for Cliff West. No, no pressure there, right? But we're going to be right back after this break, and we're going to talk about the vital initiative on the Bad Preaching Hi, this is Josie. We hope you are enjoying this episode of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Please join Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg each week and enjoy the discussion. Find our weekly sermons on Facebook or YouTube. Just search Nortonsville Church of God or visit our website for a podcast recording of each sermon at nortonsvillecog.com. Well, welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. This is Pastor Greg. I'm still solo without my friend, Pastor Brad, but I'm here in Roanoke and interviewing my friend, Pastor Rob Meredith. He is also the facilitator for the state for the Vital Initiative. So I want to spend this entire segment talking about the Vital Initiative. So Rob, start us out. Tell, tell us, what is the Vital Initiative and what is your heart? Well, for those, those who've never heard of the Vital Initiative before, it is a ministry through the Church of God to small church pastors. Uh, we, we gather them, uh, encourage them, resource them, and really just try to create a movement among pastors of smaller churches. Uh, the Church of God is predominantly a denomination of small churches. Uh, as you know, Pastor Greg, because you've been with me for several years uh, serving on our board, mm-hmm. um, eight out of every 10 pastors you meet in our movement uh, pastor a church with the average Sunday morning attendance of less than 100. And COVID has not really changed those numbers that much. If anything, that number has grown beyond the 80% number. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we feel like that there is a great potential there in mobilizing that segment of pastors and getting them to really see their ministry assignment differently. We talk about how um, it's not the size of the church that matters, but the eyes of the church. And it's how do you see the harvest? How do you see the the con- context in which God has placed you? We believe small churches are like mission stations in their mm. communities, whether mm. there's one uh, planted in, uh, in in eastern Virginia, in southwest Virginia, in the mountains, or, or even up in central Virginia where you live, and Pastor. Uh, God has those strategically in communities to reach people. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, they might not be the power brokers of their community, but they, they can, they're servants of the Lord, um, you know, serving God on the margins. Uh, it's a, it's really a powerful thing, Pastor Rob. And I feel like I've, I've been on the board with you since 2016 or 2017. So, um, but I feel like, uh, I haven't talked to you about this, but just a, a few weeks ago, I went back home and I preached in a little place called Bosabane. And I preached a homecoming that morning, and then I went around the curve and preached a service at another church 
that night. And that, that day I felt like I lived the vital initiative mm. because I, I saw people engaging in those congregations and serving and, and it was a safe place for them to be part of. And it just spoke to me that there, there are more than just numbers involved in ministry. It's the, it's the people and it's the health of the church. And so another thing I like about the vital initiative is the, the, there are three R's. The first R revalue showing the pastor. And I want us to talk about that a little bit of showing the pastor his worth. That, that's been my biggest heart as I've been part of Vital Initiative of when we have our gatherings of just it being a time that it shows a pastor encouragement and camaraderie and celebration of your following God regardless of your context. So, so talk about that part a little bit. Well, I think I should mention our founder, who's Pastor Michael Nations, who right. lives in a, a small place called Clyde, North Carolina. And Brother Nation's heart with Vital Initiative was because he's a small church pastor himself. He saw the need uh, to encourage pastors and help them to revalue themselves. And we go back to calling. We start with calling. We believe that if you 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 are called of God to pastor a mm, church, right. that statement. I think the longer we've been doing it, it mm. can it tends to, I think, become. I don't know, not that we take it our calling for granted, but we can maybe assume things like, you know, I've yeah, been doing this for yeah. so long, but the calling that God chose you, God chose yeah. me. It's very significant. To pastor right. his people. And so right. it doesn't matter the number of people we're pastoring, but the fact that God calls us. And so there is there is intrinsic value just in the fact that we have been chosen to call. Not only that, but the value in the fact that the, that our movement, the church of God entrusts to us, mm-hmm. these churches, these people gives us the opportunity to go and to shepherd these these different congregations in yeah. different places. And yeah. so there is value there. There are value in places like you're from a place called Abs Valley. You're mm-hmm. from a small place, just mm-hmm. like Parrot, just like where I'm from. And so God has raised up two, possibly more pastors from our two churches right. that, that have pastored and, and had an impact in other places. That's right. And so it, it's not, like you said earlier, it may have been on our last episode, that not to despise the day of small beginnings right. because right. God can do a powerful work. There is value in the, mm-hmm. the small place. There, there, there truly is. Out of Abs Valley, just during the time of my growing up years, three pastors now. That, that were growing up around the same time. Two of them were uh, seven or eight, nine years older than I, but uh, one is Pastor Todd Asbury at right. uh, East Bristol Adoration Church, yep. uh, myself, and then another gentleman who pastors in another denomination. So at least three, just during that period of time, that have their roots out of the ministry of Abs Valley Church. And so we, we see that time and time again. But it's also realizing our churches are mission state stations and we don't just pastor our church but we pastor that community and that community needs our church absolutely absolutely there are people that your our churches are designed to reach and we might not reach everybody we want to but we also understand there's there's hundreds of other i think there's over 200 churches in franklin county where i live wow so i understand that they're doing a part if they're a good solid bible believing church they're doing their part to reach the harvest as well that's right and so we just are doing our role and our part now let me say this we we love churches of all sizes we we see god is working in big churches we're not anti-big church right sometimes the vile initiative has been misunderstood to, yeah. to think that we're, we want to keep churches small. That's right. not our mission. What we want to do is, is see pastors 
mobilized, excited about their calling to see them really take ownership of the places where God's put them. Yeah, and that speaks to the revitalization part of the three R's. There's the revalue, but the the revitalization of the church and to be on mission. Yeah. Just be on mission. Become healthy and get after it, so to speak, of what God's calling you to do in your church and in your community and being faithful to that. Celebrate that. And But I'm glad you said the other part about um, the growth part because I want it to be very clear. Vital Initiative is not, is not, N-O-T, not anti-growth. Correct? Exactly. You know, like the three R's are revalue pastors, reclaim mm-hmm. mission, and revitalize small churches. And we yeah. believe if you start with the pastor, right. you will get to the mission. But yes. too many times our approach is to start with the church and we never right. get to the mission. Right. And so we're not anti-growth, but we don't approach ministry with with yeah. just focusing on growth. We want to talk about mission. We want to focus on what is the mission God has for this church right here in this community. And so we believe that between the pastor praying and seeking God, the Holy Spirit will breathe creative insights into that man to see how can I engage the mission here where God's placed me. Right. And through that, the church will be revitalized. Right. And so Vital Initiative is not a canned curriculum or no. it's not a step one, step two, step three. It's not any of those. And I'm not anti any of those things. I just went through a training process of nine or 10 months uh, of just trying to sharpen the saw. And, and I feel like we can learn and grow. But that's not what Vital Initiative is. Vital Initiative is when we bring these pastors together to encourage their hearts and and, and reaffirm them and to share life. And, and it's a beautiful thing. I, I tell you, Rob, typically in almost all of the sessions I've been a part of when we've come together like that, I have sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit with us in a very significant way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We've had some powerful times together. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And we have just about a minute or two left. These bad preaching podcasts, they go by quickly, Pastor Rob. They sure have I don't know how my podcaster listeners feel about that. I don't know if they feel like they go by quickly or not, but but uh, they might skip over to the end. I don't know. But I would love for you to come back sometime in the future. Maybe we just take an entire podcast and just talk about the Vital Initiative and share some specific examples and stories. Um, perhaps would you be willing to do that sometime in the future, maybe? Pastor Greg, I would love to. I really enjoyed uh, this time being with you, being able to share my story and, and about, yeah. you know, because I believe the context of which I was called and grew up kind of goes just through the Vital Initiative as I was tasked with being the state facilitator. I could look yeah. back and see uh, those things happening in my life. You lived that life. You lived it, yeah. yeah. And still, you still are. Mm-hmm. You still are, and we, we both are, and it's amazing. Two or three things that come to mind as we're wrapping this up, just just give us some closing thoughts, and thank you again for being on today. Well, if you're a pastor listening to me, I would just want to encourage you to see the, the calling of God on your life and see your assignment with fresh eyes and understand that mm. you are you. Don't try to be anybody else. I feel like, Pastor Greg, so many times pastors get uh, this uh, mindset of the where they have to try to be like someone else. I just encourage you, God needs you to be you and to walk in the call He's given you. That's so good. I love the fresh eyes. Get get fresh eyes and a and a fired up heart for your vision and be who God has called you to be. Great stuff, Pastor Rob Meredith, Rocky Mount Church of God. Look him up on Facebook and look up their church. Thank you for being with us and thank, thank you, you for listening. Bad Preaching Podcast. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week on the Bad Preaching <laughs> Podcast.